0: The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys. Hunter Perea lays
1: it up. 1.4. Perea
0: hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky's spotting for three. The place is gonna erupt. Oh, Deuce Bello. He's gonna make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, a game winner. Got it. Ball game. East going to leave on They got game. him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, one Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks
1: have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Shout out to my new friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It the- doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. You still have no talent. It's
2: Sandos in the Sidekick
0: on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Sandos in the Sidekick Thursday edition, as it will be a chance to talk to the head coach of the Sanford Bulldogs, Chris Hatcher. We'll also talk to our crazy coach. We'll end the show with the ever popular four downs. One, two, three. Four downs. So we'll do that. And uh, to open the show, we'll get you set for what will be a midday. And yeah. So depending on when you're tuning in the podcast, yeah. you would have either uh, know the score or not. But when we record this early morning Thursday, you're getting ready to head up to uh, Radford, Virginia. Good like, luck to me on the roads. The high, I know it looks be- beautiful <laughs> out there, right? Beautiful <laughs> Southwest Virginia day. What you'll learn Absolutely. is every time you go into Southwest Virginia, uh-huh. it will be the darkest, gloomiest, uh, most dreadful thing of all time. Wow. Uh, I would not drive more than three miles an hour over the speed limit. Okay.
2: And uh, it's always going to be raining, snowing, windy, and gray when you go. Uh, Now, I did get a speeding ticket on the Tennessee side uh, probably about five or so minutes before you get to the Virginia side. That was maybe, boy. You have to talk to Trey Adams
3: about that. That's his area. Ten
2: months ago. Isn't that Jacob's area too? Where's uh, Big Stone Gap? Is that where you're from? That's Virginia. Yeah, Yeah, Big Big Stone 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 Gap is is
3: up there in southwest Virginia.
2: Okay. Oh, is it okay? It's pretty pretty deep into it. I don't know this area at yeah. all. I, I'll be lucky even find Radford. Let's let's be honest. But, uh, I, but I
3: can second that what Jay just said about it being extremely gloomy, and you got to be careful because Virginia actually likes to pull people over.
2: Well, and this fits because I feel like we're not going to see the sun for like a week and a half with the way the forecast looking. It's supposed to rain and freeze and all this stuff every day. Uh, but I'm excited for the game because this is the first one we'll be doing on the Buccaneer Sports Network this year. Uh, Cincinnati and Michigan State, of course, didn't get the chance to go up there and do those games simply because it's just that crazy time of year crossover season. And uh, the Radford game, though, is going to be equally as compelling, I believe. Of course, Michigan State, Big Ten team, and Cincinnati, another Power 5 team. And so those are very difficult opponents to deal with. But for Brittany as Izzel- squad radford does her no favors either 24 9 last year 15 and 3 in the big south and with the exit of liberty who are now in the a sun in women's basketball um they're projected as the league favorite after finishing second in the preseason poll and then in the conference last year as well liberty was uh, kind of a solid uh solid team in, in that conference the big south but now they've moved on so radford is projected as the top team in the league and mike mcguire's their head coach sixth season and he's done really he's got him playing the best basketball that they have in program history so uh, for radford i mean this is going to be a game where they probably come out and I, I think they expect to win i think on the other side etsu and britney is will expect to win it's going to be fire versus fire two conference favorites going at each other um, from the denman center and uh, firstly i want to know if you have any confidence in me as a broadcaster in my first broadcast on the buccaneer sports network flying solo at a place
0: do I have confidence? Yeah. You were
2: in question. kind of a tight spot just to give this to me anyway, so it was like eh, I'm not quite sure. Well, I
0: say this: you've earned your keep, right? I mean, if we would have walked in and a situation would have occurred where we needed you uh, last year in a situation, probably, probably not. Yeah, probably less, probably less. I don't. Know if I had some, but uh, I wouldn't have hired you if I, like it wasn't like. Uh, you were the only one to apply. I mean, we did have about 60 people apply wow. for the GAA. I narrowed it down to about 10. Mm-hmm. Did a quick phone interview with those and, and really got down to the final three. And then from there we we made a questionable choice. And Mike Gallagher, questionable. Right? It's, it's Highly questionable.
2: Some, Still questionable this <laughs> day. <laughs>
0: so, but no, you'll be fine. The, the difference is, I don't know how much college basketball you've done. I've it, done plenty. A division plenty three of fine, men's fine. and women's. See, it fine. has been
2: Division one, but the, the, it's been the, Division
0: three. The, the the pacing is the only thing different. Yeah, right? It's the same thing when you do um, – you know, college baseball, even in minor league baseball, the the pacing's just different. Everything is there, so that that, that I have pure confidence. My question is, how
2: will you interact with Coach
0: Zell? Let's go over that. It's going to be fantastic. How is Coach e Me and Zell are
2: tight now. Me and me and Coach Zell are tight. It's going to be a, a great relationship um, that we form on the air, and I'm going to be. Uh, very complimentary because she deserves all the compliments, and this team is going to be, I think, uh, very solid as well. I'm interested to see, uh, and we're going to talk about this pregame with Coach Giselle, um the depth off the bench in terms of post players. Uh, will Lexus Spears be worked in a bit more? I know that Coach Azell was very high on bringing her in after she did some great things at her previous school, now a grad transfer. Sedasia uh, Tips. Uh, has Sedasia Tips perhaps perhaps passed Lexus Spears at this point um, with the good game she's had early on in the year? Uh, can Micah Sheets continue her hot outside shooting. Erica Haynes-Overton, of course, you expect big things out of her. Going to do a little bit of everything. Only had nine points last game, though, and didn't even lead the team in field goal attempts. So uh, Brittany Snowden doing that. Is Brittany Snowden someone that Coach Giselle is expecting to step up and take that either number one or number two scoring role? And then the other question I'm going to ask Coach Giselle on the pregame show, it's 30 minutes long, um, and the shoe will be on the other foot. I'm usually in studio for you. You'll you'll be in studio for me with Trey Adams um, this morning. And so I'll ask... uh, Do you think Raven Dean is going to be that number two scorer after her big first game and then kind of a subpar second game? She was still getting her chances, took nine shots from the field, had eight free throws, so was pushing the tempo and forcing the action. But uh, it's a wide-open race for that number two spot right now on the team, and I'm also wondering if Erica Haynes-Overton will try and grasp that number one spot a bit more after taking uh, just 11 shots, going four for 11 last game. And you're going to learn more
0: about this women's basketball team. You know, it's one thing to play Cincinnati and Michigan State. Another mm-hmm. thing to, to get a little bit more on your level, right, to get against a one-bid league uh, team, a, a, a regional game, obviously just about three hours up the road. And certainly I think you'll learn more about this basketball team because it will be a little bit more similar size. And, and I think Coach Ezeel, and actually I know she would, I've mentioned this before, but she has uh, talked plenty of times about with me that – the difference between high majors and mid majors in the men's game and women's game is much different. The high major in the women's game is much greater gap, but between the mid majors, so it's very difficult sometimes for the mid majors to, to, to catch up on that, just because the there there's always six four six five guys walking around everywhere. There's not necessarily six three six four six five girls walking around, uh, ladies, women, whatever, but. I think that's the biggest difference. So now she gets into to to play Radford, which is a a very good, solid opponent. And I'd be curious to see how the post play maybe is a little different because I know she was touting that should be better in the post this year. And the other thing is, is besides Mikey Sheets, really having trouble finding people to to find shots from the outside. And some of that could be a test to, I'm sure, playing a taller defender, a longer defender again the window to get a shot off was much smaller against Michigan State and Cincinnati, so I'm curious to, to see this game for a simple reason, to see where ETSU's women's basketball team is moving forward, using that as a barometer.
2: And it's not to say that ETSU can't compete with a Michigan State or a Cincinnati, they did for the large part of three and a half quarters against Cincinnati, beat Cincinnati last year, and Michigan State nearly beat them last year as well, took them to overtime before coming up short as a shot rimmed out right at the end of regulation that would have won it from Tiana Tartar, and then this past game, uh, I mean, you're down 10 going into the fourth fourth quarter, you know, on Sunday, but you're right there. You know, if uh, you get a couple stops, you make a couple shots, and it's a three, four-point game, and then, you know, here we go. Uh, who's going to be the first to, you know, uh, make that next big step? And that could be the one that determines the outcome of the game. But, unfortunately, ETSU obviously in this case did not uh, be able to make those couple shots, get get those couple stops early in the fourth quarter. But, uh, to your point, it's a mid-major conference favorite versus a mid-major conference favorite and for ETSU you know after those two losses how do you bounce back this team I think some people are um, on you know uh, Azell squad you know getting used to how she is going to coach and how she's going to you know Randy Sanders always talks about creating adversity is coach Azell going to create some adversity early on in this non-conference season so that when you get down to conference season in the SOCON you're really prepared for those games that quote-unquote, matter, right? I I mean, we talked with a mystery guest that's going to be coming up here in a week or two, and he talked about, well, you know, it's not to say that these non-conference games for Steve Forbes' squad, Brittany Azell squad don't matter. That's not what he's trying to say. That's not what we're trying to say because every game matters. You want to win every game, and you never know when you can put together a resume good enough to get an at-large bid. But his point was... It's not going to happen 99.9% of the time. When you really need to win games is during the conference year, is during the conference tournament. You have to advance out of your league in the SoCon more often than not because it is going to be a one-bid league. You've seen some – on the men's side, Jay, and you're more familiar with this than I am, just having kept up as I was uh, falling in love with the NCAA tournament as a kid, but some mid-majors like a like a Murray State that would go like 29-4 and four and not even be really in the last four or next four out. They would be firmly off the bubble, and some teams that would only lose a game here and there, but it's enough to keep them away from the NCAA tournament. So anyway, point being, I'm very excited to see this game because – Coach Azell, I think, will be expecting a better 40-minute effort. And to see if they can put forth that 40-minute effort against the team, as you said, that you look on the grand spectrum of women's college basketball at the Division I level is probably, in most people's minds, closer to where Coach Azell's squad is going to be by the end of the year than a Michigan State or a Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, that's the frustrating part. I really wish, and it's not it's never going to happen, I really wish – It was an opportunity to wear the regular season champions guaranteed in Mm. because they earned it more. And then if there's an upset in the conference tournament, maybe you either put them in or maybe they're in that de facto – playing game or, or whatever they call it now first round or first four or whatever i mean maybe that's a good i mean it, and now there'll be more than 8 teams probably right because it'll happen and now for the teams that are like the high level if a four seed wins they're probably in the tournament too right the acc four seed wins they're in the tournament doesn't matter so i'm thinking the maybe a concession to uh, you know the bottom 14, 15 conferences or wherever the line is drawn. that's not a multi-bid league. If it's a multi-bid league, I think you're excluded in that. So the West Coast Conference, gets a couple. Mm-hmm. you know, Missouri Valley gets a couple. CAA is going to get one or two. Atlantic 10 is going to get a couple. Actually, CAA is only going to get one, but the Atlantic 10 is going to get a couple. So other than that, I think then you're down to about 15, 16 conferences. And, and the one seeds are probably going to win half the time, right? There's probably eight. That, that would be my theory, that eight top seeds are going to win. So them and the re- and since they were the regular season champion, they're fine. But you take the regular season champions, put them in, and then if you don't win, or vice versa, if if the uh, number four seed wins out of the Southern Conference, then make the one seed regular season champ play their way into the NCAA tournament, the the sixty four whatever. I'm fine. I would be more apt to do that than how it is structured now because I, it is crazy. Everybody knows the deal though. You can't really complain about it because it's been this way forever. But somebody that plays 18 conference games, 16 conference games, 20 conference games, is the regular season champion, earned it over the year, and a fluke one one day, one game deal knocks him completely out.
2: And that's the exciting part, I it think. Is. But it also is, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you step back and aren't familiar with the college sports model and how things generally work with these tournaments. One more thing about this game in particular, and then we got to go to break, but Savannah Felgemacher is going to be, Really the main piece down low that ETSU's bigs will have to contend with, whoever they are, whether it's a Sedasia Tips, whether it's a Brittany Snowden, Alexis Spears, uh, whoever they throw at Felgemacher. She was a transfer from James Madison, and in her time at JMU, didn't really do a ton, three points, four rebounds a game and then had to sit out last year due to transfer rules, and now in her first game, and granted it was against South Carolina State, and I think you and me are both familiar with South Carolina State, they're generally not going to be um, at a level of a Radford of an ETSU, but 21 points and 21 rebounds. So she really blew up. We'll see how ETSU deals with her down low. Yeah, and again, I think
0: the post play is the number one question for um, ETSU as far as early on this year because Coach Zell did a lot to bring in post players to get them to help. That maybe they need, and that was a, uh, and they have some experience coming back. But I think that's an area, and it'll still come down outside shooting because obviously, uh, again, going to the last game, of Michigan State, just three shots were made from beyond the arc. If ETSU's only making three, then it doesn't matter how good your inside game is. Everyone's just going to pack it in inside. You got to go. So there's got to be a couple people uh, that can stretch the defense out, and if they're able to knock down six to eight to ten threes, now you're able to utilize the the, the size. Um, down low, and it's a great test. I can't wait for the game today. Can't wait to hear your call, and then hopefully Coach Ezell and the women's team gets back on the right foot here. Chris Hatcher next.
1: Congrats. You made it through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day. You took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe, also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a million dollars. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
2: Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate eChecking Accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate eChecking Accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC.
1: Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go bucks. Are you having fun at bedtime? Oh, you smell fresh as spring. Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the customers? No. No, not yet. Frank, they're perfect. Let go of the cart! No! Frank, now! But I didn't get to say goodbye. At
3: Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce.
1: Johnson City Way.
0: Santos and the sidekick with you on this Thursday. It's my favorite day. I take that back. It's wow. my second favorite day. Big fan of Tuesdays. Really? Yeah, I I'm like say angry Friday
2: because it's over. And, you know, if you nah, that, I like okay. Angry Man.
0: Not Friday. Uh, Friday I like because Austin Herrick all that. But if I had I'm to the, the the days I like Tuesday because we get Angry Man. Thursday because we get Angry Coach, although he's crazy Coach. But uh, he, there's always good bites that we can laugh about during you like the week. I like the aggression. I you like, like four rage. downs too. I'm not okay. gonna lie to you. Four I downs, like four yeah. downs. After that, Friday, because you're, you're just getting jacked up for the weekend and everything, and then uh, Wednesday when mystery guest or our special guests are in, and then Monday I could care less because i got to find out how bad I was at bowl predictions. Right? <laughs> you'll be, you'll be happy. Terrible bowl predictions. Now, I do like recapping wins, so that's fun, but I don't like how bad I am at bowl predictions, you so will I'm be, not a fan of Monday.
2: You will be happy to know that off air before the route tree last week, Austin Herring uh, said, hey, uh, so you know when football season's over, you want to still do this? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want to keep coming on, by all means. So he is in past football season. And, and we're liked, hoping.
0: He loves basketball, too.
2: Yes, absolutely. We're hoping football season continues, you know, forever. I, this season we want to never end, right? It's just been so incredible. But um, when it does inevitably come to an end, hopefully we'll be celebrating a national championship with Austin here. Yeah, he well, the January trophy. 5th, we'll get some right? pictures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And We'll continue on into a second semester. Anyway, so this segment, because we talk about a bunch of different segments over the week that we love, I also love catching up with the opposing coach of ETSU football whoever they welcome in and this week it is Sanford's Chris Hatcher he has done excellent things during his career this is his fourth head coaching stop. has won twice as many games as he has lost in his coaching career entering this year 500 this season but going for his eighth consecutive winning season for the uh, Sanford Bulldogs and he's also going for Devlin Hodge's record Devlin's going to be out there needing I think 318 I've seen 318 316 and 317 yards right over 300 yards to break the record so there's plenty of motivation He also talked about, on top of that motivation, if he's using the playoff scenario, the one-in-a-million shot that they may have to motivate his team, and also looking at last week's game, he admitted he was a bit disappointed. Coach Hatcher, thanks for taking some time with us.
4: Yes, sir. Glad to be on the show today.
2: Your team, smoldering hot, had won four in a row and then a setback against Citadel last weekend in Charleston in a big game for your Bulldogs playoff hopes. What have the takeaways been, Coach, from the winning streak and then, I'm sure, a bit to the contrary, the result for your squad last week?
4: Well, we, we started the season off very slowly with a 1-4 and four start, and then we got hot, and then last week, you know, we just blew a second-half lead and didn't play well. Citadel um, played good the second half, got the momentum, and it was just a heartbreaking, defeat for our football team but um you know we got to bounce back um playing for a lot of pride this week playing um to have our eighth consecutive winning season um and then we got you know 16 seniors that we would like to send out victorious so um you know it was it was tough it's been a tough one to to swallow last week because um you know we had we held our own um in our hands but um but that's the way the ball bounces sometimes and gotta be ready to play today
2: now playoffs have been a hot topic of conversation around ETSU for the last couple of weeks. I'm sure they had sprouted up around Sanford as well. I saw a pretty timely stat that only two teams in FCS history have made the tournament with just six wins. But this is a new year, a different year. You look around it, it seems like multiple teams could this season. I'm wondering, Coach, and I think from this first answer, I kind of know the answer to it, but... Have you looked at all at your playoff chances, and if you're using that as motivation or just as a thought to plant into players' minds for this weekend that, in the right scenario, you could possibly still get in?
4: Um, we really haven't talked about that a whole lot. Um, you know, we just talked about the the things that we can control, and that's to be at our best. You know, for the game this week, and um, you know, we it's just not something that we brought up this week. Um, that would be a, a super long shot. Mm-hmm. But um, again, anything could happen. We just want to play our best football. That's all we're all we're trying to accomplish this week.
2: I'm not sure what the stat is on this coach, but your team has put up 60 or more points three separate times this year. The list of teams that have done that I can't imagine is very long. Is this the best offense you've had in your coaching career?
4: Um, No, it's not the best one, but it's, it's a good one. Um, you know, we've been inconsistent at times. Um, we, you know, we, we, we've, just we've turned it over way too much this season but we got some good playmakers got a great receiver in kelvin mcknight and of course our quarterback um you know he he's thrown for a ton of yards this season and over his career um so you know we're going you know again we'll throw it a bunch and try to get the guys out there in some space and see if they can make some plays
2: The man that leads that offense, you touched on him a bit. He's on the verge of being the most prolific passer in FCS history, Devlin Hodges. And the magnitude of what he has accomplished can't be overstated. Just how impressed have you been, Coach, with Devlin, getting to see him close up? Heck, I'm sure it's easy to take for granted just how good he is seeing him every day. But what makes him the quarterback that he is?
4: Uh, Well, he's got great knowledge of our offense, Um, he's a tremendous competitor. Um, can make all the throws and, um, and you know we, we got a good offensive line and he's got some really good targets to to throw to and um, you know he's played at a high level and um, you know if he'll continue to do that this week um, we're going to need him to play well in order to have a chance to win the game
2: I think the stat that we talked about a couple of days back coach was looking at your history in the last I think it's 12 or so years like six of those years you finished Tops in the FCS in either yards or points offensively. What is the key to your offensive system and having that level of success?
4: Uh, well, we're a very simple offense. And uh, of course, it comes down to being good fundamentally at having good players. And we've been very fortunate um, to, to have had that. Um, and, and, and on game day, you, you know, you got to have a good defense to get, give, give you multiple opportunities to get out there on the field so you don't have to be perfect every drive and um, it's been a good formula for success for us um, you know we've, we've struggled we've been up and down this season we battled it like everybody we've had a ton of injuries mm-hmm. um, especially on the defensive side of the ball um, but you know again we're just excited we get to suit up one more time and uh, hopefully we can can move the ball up and down the field put some points on the board and um, you know I, I, that would be really you know the only only chance we got against a very very talented well coached good football team in East Tennessee State
2: yeah let's talk a little bit about that ETSU team now you had your way with the Bucs last year the year before things went the opposite way comparing the teams that you saw those two years to the one this season and the first year under Randy Sanders do you see some differences and if so what stands out that'll be a challenge for you to deal with
4: well I think first of all they're just a very confident team and uh, they know who they are you know they've won a lot of close ball games this season um, you know they've kept it close and found a way to win late in ball games and that's what great teams do and um, and and I think um, you know they do that as good as anybody in our league so um, you know it's, it's going to be a daunting task especially with what they have on the line what they're playing for this weekend and um, you know, we're expecting a very tough battle, and we're expecting a very, um, you know, passionate crowd there cheering them on.
2: Your first trip to William B. Green Jr. Stadium, what would it mean, Coach, to end this season with the victory, leave ETSU kind of in a position that they left your team in, in 2016 with some doubt heading into the NCAA Selection Show Sunday?
4: Uh, well, I'm not worried about their feelings. You know, I'm worried <laughs> about us, uh, us, you know, having a chance to win the ball game. Sure. Um, but um, you know it's going to be a tough battle. I mean, I've known Randy for a long time. He's a great coach, and, um, and like I said, they're 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 hot right now. They've had a week off to to rest and recuperate, and um, you know we know it's going to be a tough game. And hopefully, um, you know we can play really really well and just kind of see where it all how it all shakes out at the end of the day.
2: Last one, Coach. What would be the keys to victory? Keys to slow down ETSU's offense and attack their defense in order for your team to have success this weekend?
4: Um, well. Uh, one thing we got to do is we got to limit the big play. Mm. That was something that plagued us last week and, and 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 early in the year plagued us. So we got to do a good job of, of limiting the big play. And then um, offensively, you know, we got to score touchdowns as opposed to field goals. And um, that hurt us a little bit last week. So um, that, for us, that would be the two things that we got to do to have a chance to win.
2: Coach, we will see you Saturday. Thanks so much for the time. You got it. Thank you. There's Chris Hatcher, Jay. What you think? No, I thought it was
0: interesting. I thought uh, every time we have a coach on, you you learn a little bit about the team, but yet you're always kind of left in this haze. Yeah. And he left it kind of there. And, again, you know, a lot's riding on the line. I I think earlier in the year, and depending on the coaches that we've had a relationship with, they give – you know, Bobby Lamb's going to give you some good stuff, right? Coach Spear's going to give you some good stuff. And there's a couple coaches that kind of, you know, when we had Mike Ayers on a couple years ago, I mean, it was nothing. I mean, it was just – I'm running on. Right. So, it was a lot of that. So, Hatcher's not – quite. he's certainly not. Airs, but he certainly wasn't going to give you the bobby lamb and, and coach spear interview you got but which is totally fine and you understand he was a little deflated too i mean you could you totally could tell that it. as well so all right that's our sane coach crazy coach coming up we've got great bites for him right a bevy of them this week
2: well, Coaches just, are losing their minds all over the nation.
0: Mike Gundy with his, like, league-leading 17th oh, appearance. Incredible. Him like and Dick Stockton
2: are in the uh, – us and the Sidekick Hall of Fame at this point.
0: Yeah, they're getting there. All right, crazy coach. He's probably calling in and mad, although we're getting to him a little earlier this week. Right For this timeout, out, Sando Sidekick. This is the Buccaneer Sports Network. Ballad Health is an integrated health care system built to meet the local needs in northeast Tennessee and southwest Virginia together with community. We are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks!
3: 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City.
1: Wendy's has an all new You had me at Wendy's Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon
2: cheeseburger and it's called You
0: had me at bacon
2: But what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky tangy sauce and it's called the Sawsome Bacon You
3: had me at Sausum.
2: It's called the Sawsome
3: Bacon Classic Sausum Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing! Why didn't you just say that from the start?
1: Also, if you download the Wendy's app you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo Hmm,
3: huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app
1: At participating Wendy's for a limited time
2: Mullican Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mullican's pre-finished, sold or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson's Kitty locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint.
3: Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mullican Flooring. Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks. But we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Bright Ridge to match our vision. To deliver on our promise of great service you can count on. Embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Bright Ridge. New name. Renewed promise. Learn more at BrightRidge.com.
2: New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football head man Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks Jay Sandoz still hosts from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640 the extreme sports monster.
0: I got 22 excuses, 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. Our red zone defense is like Oprah, like you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. We tried to recruit bigger, better players to come play for us, but they went to good schools. <laughs> uh, I got
3: a bunch of mama's boys right now, and uh, we just won't buck up and bow and we gotta get through that.
4: We couldn't do diddly poo offensively.
1: Mike, why are you in such a
3: bad mood? What do you care?
1: If we were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood, too.
3: Hello? You play to win the game. I just hope we can win a game.
0: Well, we didn't block him no. But we made up for it, by not tackling
1: Ben Wallace and Mo Williams fell down more than a baby learning to walk. Yeah.
0: Crazy Coach Thursday. Just talked to Chris Hatcher, head coach of Sanford Bulldogs. He'll be taking on the box Saturday, 1 p.m. We would love to follow up the same coach with our crazy man who joins us via the telephone here on Sandos and the Sidekick. And boy, do we got a lot of good sound bites for you this week, there, Coach.
1: That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Let's get this show rolling.
0: Well, and I do want to state for the record, you're on about three, four minutes earlier than normal. So I, you know, I was chastised last week. You were you were all over us about making you wait. So this time we got you on earlier to make up for lost time.
1: Well, okay. So we're going to average this out. So I guess uh, is my salary going to average out too, or <laughs> do I get a bonus for coming on earlier?
0: Well, no, it should average out, right? Because you got paid the same last week
2: uh, for working less time.
1: All right, it'll all average out in the end. I love
2: it. Uh, all right, Crazy Coach, you ready for sign by one?
1: I'm down. Let's get it.
2: We did control the ball. That's you, that's the, the ball. That's a little oh, right? yeah,
0: there
1: we go. Yeah.
4: Okay. <laughs> coach, Vinshoomania, the mustache sensation has taken over Pullman and much of the country. How can you describe what he has meant to this team? Well,
3: I don't know. I don't even think he had a mustache when I recruited him, I don't recall. And then, uh, then he's got more than a
0: mustache too, and I don't know why everybody only notices his, but a lot of these kids have mustaches.
3: Anyway.
4: And now you do too, you're rocking.
3: No, yeah, no, I do too. All
1: right.
4: Coach Leach, congratulations on the win.
1: All right, thank you so much.
2: Here's what I love about this soundbite. That's Mike Leach again, who has made a couple of appearances on Crazy Coach Segment, and also we're going to hear from Mike Gundy in a couple of minutes, who is becoming very quickly a member of the Crazy Coach Hall of Fame. What I love about that, and it's better with visuals, and this is a podcast, so it doesn't work out completely, but a player comes up and tries to put, like, a fake mustache on Coach Leach, and it derails the entire interview. Firstly, he thinks someone's trying to put something in his mouth, and so he's like, what is this? I don't know if I want this. And then, after that... He is kind of like trying to navigate his way through the conversation, and he completely loses his train of thought. Looks right into the camera like a deer in the headlights, and is basically just begging to get off the air. Jay, I, d- I don't know. I don't. The entire story behind this soundbite, I'm not quite sure, but apparently there's someone with a mustache that's taking over the country.
0: Well, I don't know if he's taking over the country. Oh, okay. it's, it's, it's bold, All but right. yes, that when game day was there, that that was sort of a hip thing. Uh, you know, the it was the popcorn guy, right? And and so. He had a big mustache, and he's eating all the popcorn, and people started uh, – the legend grew, the guy eating the popcorn, and then they started handing out mustaches for that, and it's just continued as they've won. They've continued to hand out more and more mustaches. So I think Coach Leach is kind of perturbed because it's a guy that was eating popcorn at a game that was kind of a joke that somehow's taken over, and I guess he wants his players more. I, I, I don't know. Coach, have you ever – what's the worst thing post-game interview – that any of your players or anything tried to do? Did anybody try to put a fake mustache, uh, Gatorade you, anything like that, pie in the face?
1: Uh, just the old Gatorade, you know. And then, uh, you know, my favorite, though, we were, I forget where. We were playing somebody, and uh, they Gatorated the other coach, and we ended up getting two free throws. That was the best part. And, um, But, no, um, I don't remember anything like that. But I did see the clip for Coach Leach, and – He should have his own segment every week. (laughs) I mean, that guy, I I would love to just go sit down and talk to him or at least ask him questions because I'm not on that same level because that that dude is definitely, uh, while he is a great, great football coach, football coach is just something he does. I mean, I'm pretty sure he wrote some – uh, he along with somebody else co-wrote a book on like Indians or something from uh civil war, pre-civil war. All, you know, I forget who it was. It might've been on Geronimo. I'd have to look that up. That's something worth looking up that he wrote a book about that with somebody or he read the book and ended up becoming great friends with the author because he said he was just so enthralled with the book. The guy is, the guy is so smart that, uh, Football just happens to be something he does, and uh, he takes the game to a whole nother level. And, and you know, you gotta let him go. I mean, he lets his players play. He puts a structure in, but he lets the guys go. He lets them make plays on their own. He lets them change plays. And uh, when they screw up, they screw up. Then he doesn't go after him. It's just uh, he would be a fun guy to play for.
2: I know nothing about that book, Crazy Coach, but I feel like you and Mike Leach are cut from the same cloth. I feel like you'd be great friends.
1: Uh, I, I think we would. I mean, if I could get him to go, I don't know if he could get down to the club, and smoke a cigar, but uh, I think he would be somebody that would be worthwhile hanging out with, just having a good time. Uh, probably knowing him, it's probably on a boat somewhere, just relaxing. So, yeah, it'd be fun to do. Jay, was so, some of these. It was a strange, it, it was a strange interview when you look at it but uh like even when they put the mustache on him it sort of tilted so it didn't look right (laughs) right but uh he kept going and the girl the girl doing the interview she had no idea where to go she she was at a loss but handled it pretty well
2: jay i don't know about smoking a cigar with crazy coach and yourself but i feel like mike leach with some of these sound bites maybe smoking something else your thoughts (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, he's definitely not. He's an odd cat, man. But I tell you what I like though. about him yeah. is that he loves pirates too. I don't know if you know that. He is, he loves <laughs> pirates and all that stuff. So you can't tell me
2: he can't come on Sanderson's sidekick oh. and talk a little Buccaneers, hey. right? Hey, absolutely. Anytime yeah. he wants to come out. Now, crazy coach, you mentioned that Mike Leach should probably have his own segment. I feel like there's another man that is approaching that echelon as well.
3: Well, I think we live in a world where people are non-committal. We, we allow liberalism to say, hey, I could just do what I want and I don't have to really be tough and fight through it. And you see that with, with young people uh, because it's an option they're given. We weren't given that option when we were growing up. We were told what to do. We did it the right way or um, you go figure it out on your own. In, in the world today, there's a lot of entitlement. Uh, I'm a firm believer in the snowflake. I'm talking about every millennial young person Generation Z I think is what they call them. Um, That's the world we live in because if they say well it's a little bit hard then we say okay well let's go try something else versus hey let's let's bear down and let's fight through this.
2: Now crazy coach I am not quite millennial young person I'm a little bit older than that but I'm one of the young people I think that Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State is addressing. I think it's the second or third week in a row we've had something from him but as a Liberal snowflake, young person, as I would be described as, and the fact that we're all surrounded here at ETSU by young people. I think I take a little bit of offense to that summation of young people, and I know I may get shredded by yourself and Jay right now.
1: Well, I mean, I think he's right on some level, but um, you have to look at it. There's a lot of people out there that uh, are millennials are doing a great job. Hey, look at your quarterback. With uh, the quarterback right now at ETSU, Austin he could have packed up, shipped, and left right away when uh, when Coach Randy came out and said, okay, this guy, uh, the other guy beat him out for the starting spot, but now look at him. I mean, we got to give him plenty of credit, too. That kid has uh, just been unbelievable, and now he's got him right there for the championship game in two days. Uh, so it's uh yeah, I think he's right on some level because, uh, you know, guys get faced with stuff and they quit and go to another school or they're on AAU teams and didn't didn't play enough so they moved to another school. I think that's part of the problem, but uh, let's don't forget there are a lot of success stories.
2: Yeah, Jay, can you set up that bite a little bit more? I just kind of got right into it. But that was about transfers, correct?
1: Yeah, no, and, and
0: I think that was the, the question, and Crazy Coach, I, I'd like to get my, my... – take on this was uh what he was saying cuz I knew a little bit of detail he was they were basically asking him about the comment on uh, a kid who was going to leave early and transfer already said he was transferring leaving school going whatever was unhappy playing time who knows culture doesn't matter but I think that's originally what it uh what started that whole soundbite and you look at today's world and every year you're breaking records for the number of transfers. I think in in a sport that you're more familiar with than basketball, I want to say there was over 800 kids in Division One that were looking to transfer last year. Now some were grad had graduated and were grad transferring. I, I I think I like that new rule. If you've done your four years, you've got your degree, freedom to whatever. I I'm I'm fine with that. But I think the the, the guy that's been there one year and didn't get 20 minutes of playing time, I'm talking basketball now, 20 minutes of playing time, all of a sudden he, he's leaving to go somewhere else where he's got to sit a year and then still may not get that playing. So I think he's talking about transfers in that generation. So your thoughts on the generational uh, gap from when you know you played and when you coached to what it is now and the number of transfers?
1: Well, it is, it is completely different because um, when I was playing, obviously you would go to a school – and there would be juniors and seniors. So, I mean, you were either working your tail off to get above them or you were working to be ready next in line. Now, you know, with so many people transferring, they don't – I mean, it's hard to do. I, I, I don't know how I would face it as a coach because let's look at it the other way too, Jay. I think we should give we should give kids options right? when a coach leaves. When a coach leaves, I think they should get options. But just automatically, you can transfer and play uh, because you're not getting playing time. We're really not teaching um, the kids anything about, you know, working, developing, and then getting to another level. But also, you got to take into account, you know, they got the one-and-done guys now. They leave, and those schools are looking at uh, all of a sudden you got kids. Look at the guy over in Asheville. I mean, um, he's lost. Well, Nick, uh, I think Nick left and went to Middle Tennessee, but he, he had the rookie year or co-rookie of the year three years in a row, and they transferred. I mean, because they wanted to go to a higher level. So one went to Louisville, one went to Auburn, one went to Marquette. One of the three is playing. So it, it, it's a bad rule. But with good intentions and I don't know how
0: to uh, how to clean it up. All right, let's take a look at the third we're running out a little short on time. What's that third bite? This is my favorite one. How much of a relief is it uh, for this program to uh finally beat OU? Great, it's a huge relief,
1: like huge like beating to win the battle is there a trophy or anything. Like, I was I was waiting for the trophy to come storm and there's no trophy for the day. When we talk about this rivalry, we don't even have a trophy for it. I just assume there's a trophy. We haven't won it, you know, in fifty years, but how can it be such a rivalry? There's no even damn trophy. Like I mean, I'll am pitch in if they. I mean, it's a pretty big deal. And we, I'm like, where's the dang trophy? Like, well, I guess it's not that big of a deal. No one can afford a trophy for the rivalry. It just shows how cheap these schools are in this league. So it is relief. It's ridiculous. So huge relief. Yes.
2: So that is the Miami of Ohio head coach that just beat OU for. I guess he said like the first time in 50 years. It was 30 to 28 in some action. I think that was last Thursday night and goes right in on all the schools in the league and says, we got no trophy. Well, all of them must be cheap. Crazy Coach, have you ever called out your school or other schools in a post-game press conference calling them cheap or any other
1: insult? Well, uh, yeah, but really not in a press conference. <laughs> okay. But face-to-face, face-to-face with other coaches I have. Uh, you know, you catch them doing something, and then you're like, hey, dude, come on, man. But uh, that was funny. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, that league is, That's a match uh, with some pretty good schools. I I mean, I think he was just kidding. I hope he was kidding. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, you know, ETSU has got a trophy from almost like every game. So that's what happens when you get a millennial as DAD, you know? Now Scott Carter's there. I think he's a millennial. He's giving everybody trophies. Come on, let's go.
2: <laughs> no one's cheap in this conference, crazy coach. We want trophies. We want to make it worth it.
1: It, it is awesome. I mean, uh, that Chattanooga trophy. I went over and saw that. That that thing is awesome. I mean, uh, the work they did on that. That was that was perfect. So, uh, but no, I, I I tried to stay out of the way of calling other other schools cheap because. Uh, You know, some of the schools I worked at, um, you know, when the per diem's like seven dollars a day, you really can't call somebody (laughs) else cheap.
2: (laughs) Seven dollars a day will not get you very much. I got, I got one more for you, crazy coach. It's not a soundbite, but we had a plethora of ones to choose from. This week like there were two or three that we didn't go into and it seems like as the year is going on more and more coaches are getting a little bit more loose and letting a few more things slip if you want to call it that if he was joking that Miami of Ohio coach I think that's maybe a little bit of a slip right maybe wasn't focused on exactly what he was saying or how that could be taken in the moment but as we go along through the year. We have just so many amazing quotes to be able to give to you. I'm wondering, as the year goes along, from your experience, is it just you get worn down, is it that you're focused on so many other things, and is it just my imagination, perhaps, that we're getting more quotes, or truly, as the year goes along and there's more to discuss, does it get more of a dicey situation for coaches on the mic?
1: I just think they get worn out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, lose concentration now and then. And, then uh, you know, it's coming to the end of the year where some of them might be feeling the heat of getting fired. I mean, uh, I read an article the other day. It's like Bobby Petrino at Louisville was doing his um, – Yes. Like Sunday morning doing his – like getting ready for his show. Yeah. And he looked up on the screen and down on the bottom as it went across that said Bobby Petrino was getting fired that day. So. <laughs> Uh, Would you leave immediately, Coach? guys get worn out. So, but it's yeah. I think what we should also do, as part of Crazy Coach, maybe when these guys get fired, have a have a great section on on how different guys got fired. I mean,
0: oh no, that's a, how great a guy idea. get
1: fired. Friend on, his got, got fired on his birthday. The <laughs> AD was calling him in, today hey, I need to talk to you. And go, and I was like, oh dude, and if my bike up and said, Hey, that's a great birthday present. I'm out. So uh, there's all different ways. I had a buddy get fired uh, two years before uh, the guy comes in. The guy was the band director. Two years later, he's the athletic director, and then he fires the guy. Mm. I mean, so they're out there. I think we could have a whole section on great firings.
2: That's a good idea. And, Jay, you asked Crazy Coach just while he was chatting. Would you have just stood up and walked out from your coach's show? Because I saw that same shot that you did of Bobby Petrino. I think they were actually on the air because there's a screenshot of him, what it looks like looking down at one of the monitors that's behind the camera and seeing at that exact moment that on the ticker is that Bobby Petrino has been fired. Would you just get up and leave? How would you react to that?
1: I would uh, – that would be funny. I might have to – yeah. Yeah. Uh, now i'm not gonna feel bad for Bobby because there's 12 million involved yeah so uh but if i get fired none of that's in the in the bank i might just get up drop the mic and head
0: out that's what i would do i mean not that not that broadcasters ever get fired in the uh in the way that it makes it ticker but if if i was doing the show and it came across as like hey by the way you getting fired today or or fire i mean because you don't think that somebody made that up, right? It's not a situation where you're like, <laughs> that. that's just a rumor or this, that, and other. Hey, That probably came from a, somebody leaking it from inside the building there. So I think I would have got up and walked out.
1: Yeah, I would have. Yeah, Pete, time to go and uh, check the bank account. There's just $12 million coming to you. So, uh, like I said, don't feel bad. Let's put, it th- go.
2: Let's put it this way, Jay. If you are fired in a public enough way where it makes a ticker, you're probably not allowed within, like, 1,000 feet of campus or something at that point. Since you're a broadcaster, it's not that public of a thing. Like, you've probably done something really over the top where you're probably not going to be allowed on ETSU campus again. That's probably fair. That's probably fair. Anyway. That,
0: that's all right. That's All right, all right that's great. Uh, segment. Crazy Coach uh, gave you a little extra time today so your feelings wouldn't be hurt because oh. you're a part of that generational <laughs> gap, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you millennials, you're all alike. Give everybody a trophy. Let's go. I'm, cut- I'm cutting. I'm cutting you day. off, Crazy Coach.
2: I'm cutting you off. That's it.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. That's it for Crazy Coach. We'll talk to him next Thursday. Covering up uh, four downs. Right, one, two, three. Four downs. Four downs. Trey Adams on the other side of this timeout. Sanderson sidekick. SoundCloud, iTunes, download, a subscribe, RSS feed. Back with more on the Buccaneers Sports Network.
3: Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets, high-performance gas ranges, or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever.
0: Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson.
3: Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home? First Bank & Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Wait, fine. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. This is the Jump. Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This on. is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether
2: you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway...
3: He scores! The Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation.
2: For all your printing needs.
3: One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two,
2: three, four. Four now. One,
3: two,
2: three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. four. now. Four now. Four now. Four 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 now. Four. now. now. Four. Favorite bumper of the week for you. I do like it.
0: Right. That's, that's Found it.
2: one that you like. I, I
0: don't feel like there's I a lot.
2: I'm
0: this naysayer on a lot of those. That's okay. and, I mean, I don't know that I like Trey Adams, but I definitely like the, the bumper there. Boom.
3: What do you say, Trey? What's N- happening, my man? Nobody likes me. Ouch. <laughs> man, Ouch. I'm just coming with a fire this morning. Yikes. First don't down.
2: First down. Let's yeah. go.
3: Living, living life, enjoying it. Fastest to 100 yards. This is my first question. ETSU football against Sanford on Saturday. Uh, fastest to 100 yards, ETSU offense, or Devlin Hodges?
2: Hmm.
0: Ooh, interesting. Oof. That's a good one. I think, uh, I think it
2: comes down to how you think is going to start, and more often than not, it seems like this year, they haven't started well against opposing offenses. You and me have chronicled the whole year. It seems like four, five, six times they've been scored on first and just not looked very good defensively, and then all of a sudden, boom, flip the switch and turn it on.
0: I I think... Here's what I think is going to happen. Sanford's going to get the ball first regardless because when they win the coin toss, they're going to want the ball. If they lose the coin toss, Coach Sanders is going to defer. Right. So, they're going to get – he's going to have an extra opportunity to do that. Oh, man, I'm going – now, He two years ago, he struggled here and it took him really the mid-second quarter before they got rocking and rolling. I think he had three three-and-outs uh, to start the game. And that was, again, two years ago. Last year, boy, he had 100 yards before you could blink. So and I'll say this: they are going to chunk it around to try to get him the record. Um, so right. that being said, I think Hodges can get just because the Bucks slow start. I think Hodges can get to a hundred first, but I don't know if what kind of points he'll have on the board.
2: Yeah, and and I think that ETSU has done an exceptional job of that, specifically lately. You know, Mercer's the game that stands out where boy, they're down in the red zone a lot, but they're only getting field goals. Uh, I think, though, you're right. Yardage-wise, and my rationale is simply because of the record uh, and the fact that it's definitely within the grasp of Devlin Hodges. And I don't know what the motivation is that Sanford's going to use into this game. You know, we heard from Chris Hatcher earlier, and he said, I'm not really worried about putting in the guys' minds – that the playoff berth is still a possibility. That's a very, very long shot is what he said. And he's right. You know, when two teams in the history of the FCS playoffs get in with six wins and you're sitting on five wins, needing to win at a ranked team in a stadium that's going to be packed, juiced, amped up. uh, Yeah, that is a long shot. But I think the motivation that will not go away throughout this game will be getting that record. So I think they will throw it around early and Sanford
3: will be the first to 100 with Devlin Hodges. Second down. So the Southern Conference volleyball tournament kicks off uh, tomorrow. So ETSU volleyball will they sweep their way to a second straight conference title this weekend? Mm. Bold, Jay Sandoz, bold.
0: So you talking about nine sets up, nine sets just down, just right? like last oof. year? Um, the easy answer is no. Uh, just take a shot that accidentally dropped one. Uh, tournament this year is not in Cullowhee, is it? Because boy, they enjoyed playing in Cullowhee. You on CG? oh, so, Oof. Um, I'm going to say they drop one set. Just one? Yeah, I say they'll play ten sets, sweep the first round, sweep the second round,
2: lose a set in the third round, but win it in four. You and me are notorious for going out on a limb for ETSU volleyball. Earlier this year, and this is a good revisit of four downs, you said that they would lose six sets the entire year. No, I said six. You said seven out of the entire Southern Conference year. Now, that may sound ridiculous considering the fact that they play 16 matches. We were not that far off. They ended up losing 12 sets the whole year. So we were a little on the light oh, man, side. That's that's losing less than one set of matches. Correct. Match. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they, they swept nine different Southern Conference matches. So, I mean, that's very impressive. I think they will lose a set. I'm not sure how many it's going to be. I think they cruise through the first two. My worry is you've already had a pair of five setters against Sanford this year. Keeler Chen has done an excellent job, former Northwestern coach, for like 15 years. And now he's at, uh, at Sanford. And they jumped up, and they're the two seed this year. And the only way you face them is if, you know, obviously the brackets work out the way that they're planned to with the high seed advancing out of the quote-unquote upper and lower half. And so I think that there's going to be a lot of very interested eyes on that championship match should ETSU and Sanford get there. It was over at Brooks Gym in favor of Sanford earlier this year. And then ETSU goes to Sanford, and they win 3-2. And that 3-2 match here, uh, extra points in set 3, 36-34, extra points in set 5, 25-23. I mean, they appear to be... Two very evenly matched teams. I, of course, think ETSU, just supremely talented. When Alyssa Cavarda is doing her thing, et cetera, everything is working together. She's kind of the quarterback of that offense, and they seem unstoppable at times. I think ETSU takes the championship, but that Sanford match, watch for one set, perhaps even two, and that championship match going to five if Sanford is able to play the way they had the entire year.
3: Third down. So Monday night football, the Chiefs and the Rams, probably the game of the year so far. It was originally supposed to be Played in Mexico, but it is moved to Los Angeles. Give me your guys' thoughts on this move.
0: Was well, because of the field, right? Yeah, well, it's disgusting looking.
3: Oh, it, it's terrible.
0: Then I'm fine with that. I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't have much thought other than. Um, Good for the fans of LA to be able to get what ends up maybe being one of the games of the year. Of course, what will happen, right? It'll, it'll be it'll be a stinker, right? That's what always happens. <laughs> it 10-7. always happens that this is supposed to be the two most electric offenses. It's going to be forty-nine, forty-seven, something, or forty-nine, forty-eight, and and one of those deals. But Six it'll to end. Three. Up, oh, it'll end up being sixteen to seven or something just crazy. But I hope it's a great game. So. Uh, Really, for the fans of L.A., they're a winner. For everybody else in the country, you're going to watch it regardless. I'm I'm not sure. Um, I'm glad they made a safety call. um, I will say that. And they did it early enough where people can make plans. So, uh, what was the question? I don't know.
3: Yeah, just the thoughts on it. I am glad, though, for L.A. You know, they've had a really tough week or two with the fires. So, I think that I read that they are supposed to give out some free tickets to first responders and stuff. So, that that'll be good. That is cool because that area has just been torn apart by that, and obviously thoughts and prayers with
2: everyone there. Cool they're getting another game, but, yeah, geez, that's that's a tough situation. All right, yeah, fourth down. Yeah.
3: Fourth down. So no show next Thursday, but we'll go ahead and ask this question. Best and worst Thanksgiving dish.
2: Yeah, no show next Thursday. Sounds like you're taking the day off. Well, listen to him. He, he's oh, assuming he next He thinks because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, okay, he gets yeah. a day well, off. Is that why don't what you is? think again, buddy? Think again. Uh, uh, best Thanksgiving dish. Good question. I don't like cranberry.
0: So anything with cranberry, I'm out on now. I know people like cranberry, but I don't like
2: Cranberries. I don't like stuffing. It's soggy bread. I I mean, now, I will say, the stuffing I have, if you do it right, spice it right, it's pretty good. But the thought of what I'm eating, I can't think what I'm eating, right? I just got to go in, like, face first and just shovel it in my mouth.
0: But soggy bread is disgusting. So so the best dish is not a dish that's actually made. It's my plate where I put so much on it that the mashed potatoes, nowhere put anywhere. I can't put the corn and the green bean casserole. (laughs) And everything else. So it just kind of – so I actually put a thing, a potato, big glob down, and then kind of chunk everything Like on top a bowl, of like it. you
2: make it form a bowl? Well, not I really. Know, okay. I just
0: put a mound and then I just pile up because, again, <laughs> a smart person would just get – I'm the guy, although I'm with family, I should just get two plates and go at it, right? I should right. just get a plate here, plate there, a meat plate, and then all the other stuff, right? A sure. meat plate rolls, deviled eggs on one. Sure. Then you get the stuff on another. And I'm a big deviled egg fan too, but I, I – The concoction I end up making that isn't a dish, and I just slam it all together on that, is is my favorite dish, but it's not an actual dish. I don't know if that counts or not.
2: I love, and this is maybe not prevalent in every household, but cheesy potatoes. Any potato dish where there is cheese involved, whatever you do for that. Oh, my God. I mean, the... I don't know why it's not something that's made more, but it probably is good to keep scarcity okay. right, keep it special.
0: Okay, but I'll say this. I, I'm not a cheesy potato gal, on Thanksgiving. So. For some simple reason, it ruins my mashed potato uh, concoction that I do. <laughs> right. Because everything right. else. Now, other stuff I put on there, because sometimes the creamy casserole or there will be like a, uh, broccoli cheese rice or something, so it goes in. in the, I mean, I'm telling you, it is a people just stare at me, and occasionally I'll just glob it onto a roll, and then it's some sort of sandwich. That, oh, I like that. So okay. it's uh, it, People are quite disgusted by me on Thanksgiving. I'm not going to lie to you. And it's my favorite holiday. I I would, if I ever become president, I'm going to make Thanksgiving (laughs) a monthly holiday. That's what I'm
2: doing. I have never seen you so fired up about a topic, so I'm not surprised. It's my favorite holiday, right? I mean,
0: that was asked, and people scoffed at me. Uh, actually got a little social media pushback, by I can't believe it's not Christmas. Can't believe it. What are you talking about? Thanksgiving? It's the greatest holiday. Hey, you, you don't have to buy. Football, there's no gifts, right? There's no food, gifts. Yeah. There's no nothing. Families will come together. There's not a lot of arguing. It's not, except for maybe whose house you're going to, or maybe you're the person that's got to go to three houses, so you hate it. But at this point in time in my life, we both sides of the families get together in one spot. We eat. Kids play, do whatever. You get in the in the turkey comatose watching football for the entirety of the day. And this is the first time in 17 years I'm going to have the day before, the day of, and the day after off in Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year. 17 years, first time I've had it.
2: Now, what's your favorite kind of pie on Thanksgiving?
0: Well, to be honest, I actually don't eat pie on Thanksgiving. It's the next day because I go back for third and fourth plates. Oh, God. But I take desserts <laughs> Just home. Just gluttonous. I take – thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I take desserts home with me. And and it's a, a a dish my late mother used to make, which was a rice crispy pie, which is almost like oh a,
2: wow, which was
0: a pumpkin pie, not a pumpkin pie, a uh, a pecan pie sort of filling, but instead of pecans on top, it was rice Krispies. Uh, so it was a rice crispy pie. It
2: was unbelievable. God bless her
0: soul. So Ugh. and nobody else can make it. Make, I'm up to yell at my sister to try to make it or something. Banana pudding would be my second. Oh, product, yeah. But banana pudding second. I, I
2: don't think I've ever – this may be the hottest take Can we ever. talk about this tomorrow I don't think or I've ever had banana pudding pie. I don't think I've ever had it in my life. No. No. You would have to do I, some good work, dude. I literally don't think so. Yeah. Uh, pumpkin is always – I mean, that's just basic, pretty you know, generic. But apple – pumpkin is also, though – the fact that it is so basic makes me feel like I want to eat apple because I feel like I'm being – so normal. I don't like to be normal, much like you on Thanksgiving. It sounds like you just kind of do your own thing. I do. We need like a tub for you of food rather than just a plate, it sounds like.
0: Alright, Friday we'll recap. Women's basketball will get you set up for ETSU Sanford football. Routry Austin-Harrick. Routry! Sandos and the sidekick. Tomorrow
1: on the bucketing. Sports Network.